The following audio clips appeared on Banksy's website during the month of October 2013 when he presented various artworks as an artist in residence around New York City, in which he dubbed the showcase, Better Out Than In. Hello, and welcome to Lower Manhattan. Before you, you will see a spray art by the artist Bansky. Or maybe not. It's probably been painted over by now. If, however, you can still make it out, you're looking at a type of picture called graffiti, from the Latin graffito, which means graffiti with an O. The children in this case represent youth, and the sign represents, well, signs. Now let us pause for a moment to consider the deeper meaning of this work. Okay, that's long enough. This piece is typical of Bansky's output relying as it does on life-size characters viewed at a level perspective in monochrome. This effect is achieved by spraying automotive spray paint through an intricately cut shape in a piece of cardboard, or to give it its proper term, cheating. What exactly is the artist trying to say here? Is this a response to the primal urge to take the tools of our oppression and turn them into mere playthings? Or perhaps it is a postmodern comment on how the signifiers of objects have become as real as the objects themselves. Are you kidding me? Who writes this stuff? Anyway, you decide. Really, please do. I have no idea. are in Midtown Manhattan. Are you looking at one of the great artworks of the 21st century? If so, you're in the wrong place. You should be looking at a stencil of a dog peeing on a hydrant. Spay art. That's one of mine. It's a well-known truism that the mark of a great artist is their ability to capture light. So you will note that this piece is rendered entirely in silhouette. To the average viewer, this may seem at first glance a thin, faux, comical cartoon aimed at providing a small glimmer of light relief to local commuters. But look again, and what do you see? That's right, a structural recontextualizing of the juxtaposition between form and surface. Welcome to the art world. Perhaps Binsky is playing with the notion that graffiti is the territorial sprayings of feral youth. After all, wouldn't the architecture foisted on our cities be incomplete without the maverick stains of those answering back? Or perhaps, as some would argue, this is a broader comment on the nature of abusive relationships. But those people need to shut up, you know? They need to have some sense beaten into them because that is like the stupidest thing I've ever heard, you know? standing somewhere in New York City and looking at a delivery truck that is delivering calm. 
Please rest a while and enjoy the view. This fully mobile, diesel-powered landscape has been brought to you by the British graffiti artist Bambi. The artist claims to have been inspired to create this piece after listening to a poem by Keats. Sorry, I misread that. The artist was pissed when he made this, and it's incomplete. This is a four-cylinder 1992 GMC truck boasting a number of features unique in its class. A digitally remastered sunset that never sets. A waterfall pumping over 22 gallons of water per minute. And a couple of plastic butterflies duct taped over a fan that move around a bit. It's reminiscent of an earlier Bambi work where he magically transformed a parking sign to read Park. Oh, brother. Such a juxtaposition, then, is a common theme for this artist. Or, to put it another way, he just keeps repeating himself. The truck will visit different locations every day at dusk. Bambi draws an interesting, if not altogether successful, comparison between painting unused walls of buildings and the acts of farmers of the Great Depression, who, being kicked off their land by large corporations, took to sowing seeds illicitly. In The Grapes of Wrath, John Steinbeck writes, A homeless, hungry man, driving the roads with his wife beside him and his thin children in the back seat, could look at the fallow fields that might produce food, but not for profit, and that man could know how a fallow field is a sin and the unused land a crime against the thin children. Now and then a man tried, crept onto the land and cleared a piece, trying like a thief to steal a little richness from the earth, secret gardens hidden in the weeds, a package of carrot seeds and a few turnips. He planted potato skins crept out in the evening secretly to hoe the stolen earth. The helium balloon, an object of such poetry, its lightness, its fragility, its way of wandering on a breeze. This piece is obviously an iconic representation of the battle to survive a broken heart. It's an uplifting visual poem to that most fragile of human emotions that seem to move within us as if on a soft breeze. Hey, check this out. You hear that? You hear that? Yeah, hey. This doesn't hurt your throat, does it? Yeah, I sound like Mickey Mouse. Hey, where's Minnie? Hey, Minnie, I got something for you. Right here. Bring it on to Daddy. Yeah, Minnie. Yeah, come on, baby. This is Hotel 26, over. Alright, we just engaged all eight individuals. Oh yeah, look at those dead bastards. Nice. This is 1-8. Uh, we also have one individual. Appears to be wounded, crawl, trying to crawl away. He's getting up. If he has a weapon though in his hand? No, no, I haven't seen one yet. Come on, buddy. 
I gotta do is pick up a weapon. Bushmaster, Crazy Horse 18. It's Bushmaster 7, go ahead. Roger, we have a bongo truck picking up the bodies. Fuck. Request permission to engage. Bushmaster 7, Roger, engage. 18, engage. Come on. Oh yeah, look at that, right through the windshield. <laughs> Got a bunch of bodies laying there. A vehicle appears to be disabled. I just drove over a body. <laughs> yeah. Hotel 26, this is Bushmaster 7. Roger, I've got uh, 11 Iraqi KIAs, one small child wounded over. But, uh, damn. Oh, well. Oh, it's their fault for bringing their kids to a battle. That's right. This is a piece of sculpture art, and I know what you're thinking. Isn't it a bit subtle? Here the artist Baxney is making some sort of comment on the casual cruelty of the food industry, or perhaps an attempt at something vague and pretentious about the loss of childhood innocence. The truck contains over 60 cuddly soft toys on the road to a swift death. However, in order to bring them to life, four professional puppeteers are required strapped into bucket seats, dressed entirely in black lycra, pulling on an array of levers with each limb and given only one toilet break a day, proving that the only sentient beings held in lower esteem than farm livestock are mime artists. From what we know of Baxney, he spent time working in a butcher shop as a youth, where he was in charge of mincing beef. An experience that seems to have resonated with him in later life. The truck will tour the streets of New York every day for the next two weeks, starting today in the meatpacking district, naturally. What you see before you is a sculpture entitled Shoe Shine, dating from the summer of 2013, depicting the powerful figure of Ronald McDonald waiting impassively as his ridiculously oversized clown shoes are buffed to a fine shine. Ronald was adopted as the official mascot of the McDonald's fast food corporation chain in 1966. Fiberglass versions of his likeness have been installed outside restaurants ever since thus making Ronald arguably the most sculpted figure in history after Christ. For this piece, the artist has reproduced Ronald McDonald in perfect detail, single-handedly. If by perfect detail you mean roughly, and by single-handedly you mean with two people helping. The result is a critique of the heavy labor required to sustain the polished image of a mega-corporation. Is Ronald's statuesque pose indicative of how corporations have become the historical figures of our era? Does this hero have feet of clay and a massively large footprint to boot? But take a closer look 
and you may notice something familiar about this clown. His face is that of the Greek god Hermes, carved by Praxiteles in 340 BC. Is this a wry, oblique reference to Greek mythology, or did the artist have such difficulty trying to sculpt the face he simply plonked on the nearest replica bust he could find? We will never know. Welcome to Bansky's Better Out Than In. This is more than just another art show. Oh no, wait, that's exactly what it is. Come in and rest a while. There's a bench right here, and over in the corner is a water cooler full of cheap wine. Please help yourself to a cup. After all, it's an art world tradition to ignore the paintings and gossip over drinks. Before you is a pair of paintings so painterly you can actually see them with your eyes. This is a collaboration between Bansky and Os Gimeos, the street art twins from Sao Paulo who are something akin to folk heroes back home, and unlike another street artist I could mention, never have their work attacked by angry rivals. Until now. These pieces were inspired by the Occupy movement that started in Wall Street in 2011, but this rendering is no banal flag-waving. It has broader sympathy. Aren't we all individuals, it proclaims? Well, in fact, we all think we're individuals, so it's only people who think we're all the same who really are individuals. Those people are weird. Quite how exhibiting these pictures under a bridge in the heart of Gallery Row is supposed to be doing anything for the 99%, we can't be sure. Although Bansky has proved he's clearly into recycling given that most of his ideas follow the exact same formula. With the faltering of the Occupy movement, we are forced to consider if all the big ideas have collapsed. But what if the idea that all the big ideas have collapsed, collapses? Then where will we be? Jeez. This wine's pretty strong. I'm not sure if I can do this anymore. I say hit him with the water cannon. It's the only time these filthy idiots ever get a wash. I mean, they should occupy a bathtub, maybe. Can I get some more wine? Good evening. You're at Houston Street on the Bowery. Welcome to the fair which life isn't. Please be aware, no flash photography is permitted. You know, just keep it nice and simple. This is the dance of death, in which the harvester of souls has been reproduced as accurately as accounts and the artist's talents will allow. This sculpture perfectly represents death in that it's a bit random. The artist has said that he wanted to make a piece of art that would last forever about the importance of living in the moment. Let us pause for a minute and step back. Not that far, Jesus. Consider, if you will, the fragility of existence, the thin slice of light afforded to each of us to contribute something to the story of human life on Earth. 
Why are we here? What are we doing? Why the accordion music? Did you know that statistically, one of you present will die tonight? Oh wait, that's statistically one of your phones will die tonight. Still, pretty tragic though. It is often said that the role of art is to remind us of our mortality. Bransky's take on that seems to be mounting an art show that goes on for so long, we all wish we were dead already. Let us pause to consider these words from the great poet Wikipedia who once said, Beyond this place of wrath and tears looms but the horror of the shade. And yet the menace of the years finds and shall find me unafraid. It matters not how straight the gate, how charged with punishments the scroll. I am the master of my fate. I am the captain of my soul. Okay, enough with the accordion music. And who's this guy think he is, Arcade Fire? Oh, and by the way, this is the only take you're getting out of me today. Well, this is the last day of the show, and I'd like to say we're going out on a high note. And I guess in a way, we are. This is a sideways take on the ubiquitous spray-painted bubble lettering that actually floats. It's an homage of sorts to the most prevalent form of graffiti in the city that invented it for the modern era. Or it's another Banksy piece that's full of hot air. So, what does the artist hope to have achieved with this so-called residency? Shame it didn't get any press. He told me, if just one child has been inspired to pick up a can of paint and make some art, well, that would be statistically disappointing considering how much work I put in. It's been an interesting experiment, but is there a cohesive message behind it? I gave the artist two minutes to think of one. Banksy asserts that outside is where art should live, amongst us. And rather than street art being a fad, maybe it's the last thousand years of art history that are the blip when art came inside in service of the church and institutions. But art's rightful place is on the cave walls of our communities, where it can act as a public service, provoke debate, voice concerns, forge identities. The world we live in today is run, visually at least, by traffic signs, billboards, and planning committees. Is that it? Don't we want to live in a world made of art, not just decorated by it? Is that it? Jeez, I think the fumes have gone to his head.